0: This is the Talent Code Profile podcast. This episode is Tips on Improving Company Culture. This is the Talent Code Profile podcast. The inventor of the Talent Code Profile is with me, Jim Riefenberger. Hello, Jim. Good morning. Uh, This is fascinating because I will see books and workshops on improving company culture all over the place. And my takeaway is they make for a really good speech. They make for a really interesting workshop, but it seems like they don't stick very well. Like after the plane leaves and you write the check out to the speaker, things just kind of go back to the way they were. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Why? why is, is that true and, and why is that true?
1: yeah i think it's partly true i I think it's a little bit like a family right you're around each other all the time you live in the same house and so if someone offers a suggestion that could be true you 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 maybe don't quite want to hear it from any of them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so sometimes that third party helps to kind of break that down because you can stick around for a bit and dig in the trenches until you get there it's not a it's not a workshop or a speech that fix it. you have to get in the trenches a little bit and work through the small things
0: i've heard the owner of a company say to me yeah we got to get somebody in to fix these people (laughs) and (laughs) and i thought whenever i hear that i wonder if you might be the person who needs the fixing right
1: yeah you know and probably my tips for today is just simply if we look at the 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 first thing why people stick around and work somewhere is that everybody desires a sense of belonging. So they have just like the military uses that because if they feel like they belong, they stay. So to have a sense of belonging means that you're noticed that you're heard that there's trust going on. Um, and usually what happens is people do stick around in a culture that's rocky. That's because they've got a relationship with somebody above that says, hey, I've always known you, I've always trusted you, and, and I like you, and so I'm hanging in there. I'm just hoping that, that we can get this figured out,
0: right? This place is a mess, but I need you, or else, or else it would be even worse, perhaps.
1: You know, in some of the most... Bigger picture things is what's lacking here is if the company had really taken off and grown in a short time, they didn't probably plan for that much growth. Nobody probably does. You're going to take it. And now here you are with a lot of growth and not a lot of support and you got problems. And now everybody is reacting and pushing on each other. And there's no vision anymore because the vision if it's done right the vision would have had some of them things in play mm-hmm. and spent already so that we wouldn't have to have that pain but we we didn't admit we didn't see it coming and we took it and now we got to stop and make some adjustments
0: so is one of the things you do is to keep that vision out there
1: i think it's the, the upper management team has to really understand it's their responsibility to be visionary I'm mean, to stay in front of it and offer enough support and service to match the sales or there's going to be a problem. That's, that's there.
0: This their sounds deal. like mission statements that were popular for a period of time. It sounds like a good idea. How come it seems like they don't work really well? I mean, it just seems like that in the places I've observed that a mission statement's on a wall yeah. and then it's not really part of the company.
1: Well, it it's words right but but again like this is the number one thing if you did a survey about culture you could send out these surveys and you'll hear this thing that says i wish we were heard well that really is a mixed message well we've heard the complaints you're complaining you're compla- here here if you're if you're on the bottom looking up this is my advice that i give in the trenches I just had this like a week ago. Someone gave me 20 bullet points of problems.
0: This is somebody in the lower end?
1: Yeah, middle management trying to trying to make 20 bullet points. Yeah. All right. And I said, now, I smiled and I said, look at me now. In the form of communication, I know you get very little time with your boss, and that's, that's part of the problem. So then imagine him sitting here, and imagine what is on his mind off of his desk and his to-do list. And now you packed in 20 things in 15 minutes. His head is spinning. And you know what he, he he's saying silently? Quit your complaining. Right. So he sees not being heard as a complainer. What I suggest is sort through the 20. Pick the one that has the biggest hinge movement. Approach him with just one. Be calm and say... If you wore my shoes for a moment, this is my number one. What okay. do you think?
0: Hmm.
1: And that that's just... So here's what's going on. The problem that is being said is I'm not heard. What? There's two problems. Your approach stinks to get the person to listen. Okay. It's about listening and approach. That's where the talent code comes in with all the profiles and learning to know how to approach that. You cannot... Push, 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 right?
0: Let's give a common example in how you approach. Let's just say that the person who owns a company is maybe a sales guy who just went out on his own. So he's kind of a connector, promoter, maybe a creator, go, 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 go. And he hires you because you're really stable and kind of the bookkeeper and sort of. And, and, and maybe kind of a processor, a developer, just kind of a little bit more, maybe a caretaker, you want to approach him maybe with a long email because you don't want to threaten him. You, you're a little bit passive, so you just want to write this long email that explains all 20 things. What would you suggest? suggest? First off, that's pretty common. Isn't yeah,
1: it? I would not do that at all. I'd ask in the email for just ten minutes, and then he'll schedule the ten minutes. Then you bring up the one thing. Yeah. You you don't want to, you don't want to list that. I'm gonna open that email and run as fast as I can. If I see more problems than I can fix, I'm just gonna delete delete or push it off because I don't have the capacity right now in my mind to get done what I got to get done. And then have solutions to these twenty. Because problems.
0: that hard charger is already charging hard on their list of things, right?
1: And if you're in the middle leaning up, and I do help the upper management as well, but here here is the deal. Most behavior is fear based. So let's say the company needs to listen more about more support people and whatever. You're typically you're gonna say, I think they're just greedy. And you know what I've found underneath what we think is greed? Who, who
0: thinks who is greedy?
1: The people working under it that are getting pushed and pushed and more and more work okay. and not enough support. So the
0: boss wants more, more production. They must be greedy. They just want more and more and more. Okay.
1: And what the fear is, if you're that other guy or that leadership team, is really greed comes from having a life where things didn't go well, trust broke down, and you ran out. So you're on this path that... Get as much as you can while you can because there's going to be a bad day and we better be ready for a bad day. That's mm-hmm. fear. Mm-hmm. And so that fear kind of always dictates that and gets looked at in the mirror as if it's greed, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to give you another quick example. A young man, he, I told, talked to him about communicating better at his small company he works for. He does like auto body stuff.
0: Is he an owner? or is No, he- he's just a laborer,
1: mm-hmm. smaller team. And I said, well, do you ever feel like you have a voice? He goes, well, we have these meetings in which we can share something, but nothing ever gets done. And what do you guys share? I said, he goes, well, we share a lot that we probably could use better marketing and better whatever. And he goes, it just gets blown off. I don't think they want to spend a penny, so it it never happens. It's a waste of time. Hmm. And I said, well, what about if there's a fear there? I said, what are you recommending to me? I said, you're telling me what my problem is. Well, he already knows he has a problem with marketing. You're just reminding him. What's your way of how, how you're going to do it? And he goes, well, we even had, you know, a video or some pictures showing before and after of our work. We could get that out there. I said, well, what if he doesn't like to be on video? And now there's another fear. You keep asking for more marketing, but he doesn't want to shoot a video not because he doesn't want to spend money because he doesn't want to be on video what if you guys shoot a video and do a good job and make it look presentable and then share that and say this costs you nothing to share this hmm. what i'm getting at is you don't know break down a different way a different approach to see if you can get to the fear now if the boss goes that looks pretty good well we could do more of those if you like hmm. right now we have traction now we have someone listening Right, and what it is is we're we're just done because we have no more approaches.
0: It's interesting how much communication breakdown is based on somebody being afraid, and we just never even stop to think that they might be afraid. They might be afraid that they are responsible for paying twenty employees, and that fear just eats them up. They might be afraid of loss of control. If if I leave then my company's going to fall into a ditch or I'm not going to be needed anymore or a fear that I just don't like the way I look on camera and don't want people to make fun of me. Could be any number of those things. So when you work with company cultures, I guess that's really what you're doing, isn't it? Helping them with fears.
1: Yeah, you're helping the upper team realize what pressure they're putting on with that fear and you're helping the other ones communicate both directions to get... Mm-hmm. Again, I will put up with and work through a lot if I feel like I belong. And mm-hmm. belong means I have a voice. There's some sense that something I'm attached to the why of this organization and we're still doing good work. I can hang in there with that.
0: It's kind of um, kind of a quick culture, but here it is. I, I guess in a sentence, I belong... Uh, I am a part of this company because I feel like I'm heard and I belong. Is that basically it? Yes. And when you go and work with a company and their culture, I guess that's kind of your own to-do list. i got to get all as many people as possible to feel like their voice is heard and they belong. Huh. How does one get a hold of you to work with their company?
1: You can email me a note at info at talentcodeprofile.com.
0: Info at talentcodeprofile.com. Well, thanks. That's very interesting. I appreciate uh, appreciate all you do, Jim. I'm Jeff Gould. I'm Jim Riefenberger. Until next time, God bless.